0: Brian Tamaki may be launching another bid for Parliament this morning. There are rumours that this time it will be as leader of Freedoms NZ. We were expecting to have Bishop Brian on the programme today, but we couldn't agree on the terms of that interview.
1: That was Rebecca Wright on NewsHub Nation last weekend. The weekend, Brian Tamaki did indeed announce himself as a co leader of a new umbrella movement called Freedoms NZ. But what was the problem that meant that this new candidate seeking support at election time didn't get any face time on NewsHub Nation? Well, the spin-off later reported that Freedom's NZ representatives had approached NewsHub some weeks earlier, eager to make an announcement on the programme, and had agreed to standard requirements that they let the producers know just what it was they intended to announce on the show. And in the case of Brian Tamaki, it was important to know this, as his respect for the media is... Limited, according to this bit of the montage of Brian Tamaki that News Hub Nation played last weekend.
0: Mainstream media are the modern day terrorists.
1: Now also according to the spin-off's account, Brian Tamaki and his team arrived at News Hub for that show last weekend and only found out when they got to reception that it wasn't going ahead after all. Now, those at the Freedoms NZ conference were later told that News Hub Nation had pulled the plug on them because they wouldn't say which parties were going to be announced as part of that movement. The problem being, reportedly, that some parties had still to square things away with their own boards. And when Sean Plunkett got Brian Tamaki on his platform, The Platform, on Monday, it still wasn't completely clear exactly who was under the Freedom NZ umbrella. Well, what is that? What is Rock the Vote New Zealand?
0: Well, it's, um, it's quite an active uh, political group movement in the central Auckland from around uh, Penn uh, up to uh, um, yeah, the central part of Auckland. I know it's come a wide OK, but what is but it? Because it's not a registered political party. No. Is it a Facebook so group? Been, no, they've been behind some of the candidates uh, in the local elections. So who runs Rock the Vote? Who's the head of Rock the Vote? Oh, Michael is his first name. I'm What's actually, his totally second name? name? Well, that's what I mean. I've only just sort of got to know them.
1: Perhaps it's just as well, then, that Brian Tamaki didn't go on national television the day before. Now, when it comes to announcing in the media who's with who under which political umbrella, it was a lot smoother for the National Party leader, Christopher Luxon, last week on Talk
2: ZB. Holding power to account. The Mike Hosking Breakfast. With Radius Care, caring is our calling. News Talks at B. Uh, I had a call from the National Party during the news. They want to come on the programme shortly. Chris Luxon make an announcement, so we'll do that for you. I think you'll probably like it. Meantime, just before I forget... Now,
1: it's Farmers... not usual that a news media outlet would take a call from a political party and then grant its leader airtime for an announcement straight away like that without knowing what it is, especially on a station which, as you heard there, tells its listeners it holds power to account. Though Mike Hosking, as you heard there, thought his listeners would like it, so he must have had some idea what the announcement was. Anyhow, about 15 minutes after that, the National Party leader was introduced on the air like this.
2: Got a call from the National Party at 8.30. He said they want to um, want, to, want, to, want to have Chris Luxon come on the programme and uh, make a statement, so um, he is with us. Very good morning. Morning, Mike. Good to be with you. And soon after that, the announcement prompted by Mike Hosking. Will you rule out working with the New Zealand Māori Party or Te Pāti Māori?
0: Uh, yes, we will, because um, it's clear to me uh, that we have just such strongly different policies and vision for New Zealand.
1: And that interview on the Mike Hosking breakfast last week wound up this way.
0: You know, at the moment, um, we need to, to get this country sort of turned around and moving forward positively. And um, that's where the focus needs to be. But every week we're dicking around having these conversations, which is unhelpful.
2: Appreciate your time, Chris Luxon. so there's the news. They have ruled out. Working with the uh, the Maori party, you would think that that was an obvious decision to make. They haven't made it, but they've made it on this programme this morning, so we're grateful for that 10 minutes away from nine.
1: And like Mike, the listeners whose feedback he read out after
2: the ad break liked it too. So I applaud him coming on the show and getting this across and clarifying their position. Finally, Luxon sounds like a leader. Great news. Mike, I'm going to vote for Chris because he just said dicking around on the radio. <laughs> we said the same thing with him. Woo!
1: However, what the Mike Hosking breakfast billed as a new announcement wasn't really news to those who tuned into RNZ National and heard Morning Reports. Ingrid Hipkiss ask Chris Hipkins this about forty-five minutes earlier. Are you now ready to rule them out of any future
2: coalition deals?
0: Well, look, as I've said, it's just, it's just I can't see a way in which we would be working with the Maori Party. Um, you know, our values are just not aligned. We believe in very different
1: things. But Christopher Luxon had previously been careful to say it was merely unlikely that they could coexist with Te party Māori in a coalition. So Ignorant Hipkus then asked Christopher Luxon this for clarity. So you are ruling out working with the Māori Party?
0: Yes, I can't see us working with the Māori Party going forward.
1: And that cleared that up. And after Christopher Luxon announced it again on News Talk ZB, the National Party announced the stance in official statements online and in messages to party members about an hour after that, and then at a media conference after 10am. Our political editors and commentators said that this sudden captain's call from Christopher Luxon did firm up likely post-election coalition options for both blocs, but the National Party's move itself, they said, was no surprise. But there was a surprise to hear how easy it was for the National Party to get its leader on Talk ZB with one phone call during a news bulletin to announce something he'd just made clear in another interview that same morning. And there were no problems either this week for Te Pāti Māori getting an exclusive interview with its new MP on Radio Wātea, the Māngere-based urban Māori station that's the biggest one in the nationwide network of iwi radio stations, Te Because I think there's a lot that we need to hold the government account,
0: accountable for, uh, for the gaps that we are seeing, I'm seeing throughout my lecture, but
1: throughout the nation. That was Mecca Whaiteri winding up Wātea's Wednesday night show this week tamahere talks in which the host john tamahere was introduced this way he is without doubt one of the movers and shakers in taumai pragmatic assertive
0: bold he's long been an articulate voice for urban maori a qualified commercial lawyer he spearheaded the setup of te whanua a vehicle of empowerment he still runs nearly three decades on
1: and john tamahere was also announced as having another significant political position a former minister in the Labour government, he's now the president of Te Pāti Māori and is a highly regarded broadcaster, social and political commentator. And as a president of Te Pāti Māori, John Tamahiri, according to many reports, played a key role in persuading his guest Mika Whaiteri to defect from the Labour government.
0: The Pakia political pundits and a few silly natives have um, opined, opined that, uh, that you haven't given them a proper... Uh, excuse, excuse, they frame it as if you have done something terribly wrong. What do you say to that? Yeah, well, people know exactly what I've done. You know, returning to a calling, that is who you are as a Māori, your Papa and your puku uh, calling you back there, our people get that.
1: Mecca Whaiteri went on to say it wasn't her job to educate the ignorant of her decision to switch parties. And John Tamahiri went on to say it was a good decision
0: I think you've been vindicated by the latest polls because you've given the Māori Party a 1.7% bump. (laughs) But um, as the Pākehā says, numbers don't lie. And, um, you know, it's been all upside in regard to where you're heading.
1: Now, just before the Tamahere Talks show went on air last Wednesday, Radio Watea listeners heard this disclaimer.
2: Kia ora. The views expressed in this programme are those of the host and not of Radio Wāatia, its board or management. But the
1: Tamaheri talk show last Wednesday certainly reflected the views of the host and the president of Te Pāti Māori. With the budget coming up the next day, John Tamahere kicked off his show with a long political editorial about reforming the tax system and taxing the wealthy more, especially, he said, those who influence our political parties.
0: So let's, un- let's unpack the 2% that are funding National and acts and New Zealand First. Let's Why are they funding them? Because they buy politicians to continue to keep the status quo. It's a failing status quo for 90% of Aotearoa. 90%. And no one's got the backbone or the guts to speak the truth of it.
1: And coincidentally, that same day, the New Zealand Herald had a story by business investigations reporter Matt Nippet, who reported that the Waiparera Trust charity John Tamahere Leeds had just agreed to cease making political donations and that it would try to claw back hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest-free loans advanced to John Tamahere. Now, last year, the Herald revealed that the Waipareira Trust and the National Urban Māori Authority had contributed nearly half a million dollars to John Tamahiri's Auckland mayoral election bid and Te Pāti Māori's 2020 general election campaign, funding which, the Herald said, had made the charities one of New Zealand's largest political donors. And the Herald pointed out that scrapping this line of finance could hit Te Pāti Māori's election campaign later this year. Now Radio Waitea is owned by Tefano Uwaipareda, the Waipareda Trust. And the Manukau Urban Māori Authority, both members of the National Urban Māori Authority, of which John Tamaheri is also currently the chief executive. And it'll be interesting to see how the Tamaheri Talks show on Radio Whatae will handle issues involving Te Pāti Māori when the upcoming election draws closer. And likewise, other media using John Tamaheri as a political commentator, in spite of his active political role in Te Pāti Māori and recruiting candidates like his guest on Radio Watea's Tamaheri Talks show this week make a fightery